Zach, I told you we were bringing Jesse Lee on. It was happening. We talked about it last week. <laughs> George, you were you're being dead serious because the last night you told me we were bringing up somebody that was kind of like interesting at a minimum. Uh, you told me it was the Ram Ranch guy and ended up not being the Ram Ranch guy. <laughs> so I was like, are you sure you got this going today? And uh, lo and behold, Je- Jesse, you have joined us finally. I'm here. Uh, against all odds, I've shown up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're drinking. We're chilling. Dude, it's a pleasure having you on, man. And it's really nice to, like, you know, build this community together within TikTok. And, dude, like, in- I don't know what phone you got. I- oh, you said you got the iPhone recently off the off – the, uh, record but dude like the content that you're putting out there for tiktok is really enhancing like every single day that's oh, wild dude thanks man thanks well dude so i used to always do it like all through the app i used to make all the the videos through the app and like in the beginning i was kind of like under the assumption from like what i had like seen other influencers talk about was it like if you make content through the app itself that that the app pushes it out further because it recognizes it and stuff but um I don't know. Yeah, I just started. I started editing stuff outside the app, which gives you so much more control over like the quality over it and like the, you know, and editing like the transitions and shit. And yeah, once I started doing that, the views started like I mean, knock on wood, <laughs> they started going up <laughs> like crazy, you know. So it's like I I don't know if that was true. I was being told in in the early days. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, of course when I got the iPhone 12 Pro, like that definitely <laughs> jumped things up a little bit too. Cause it's got, dude, I don't know if you had that phone yet or not, but I it's got like got four today. fucking, yeah, dude, it's got like four fucking cameras on it. And it weighs like 13 pounds. <laughs> like it's insane. It's amazing. I'm actually yeah. like really glad. I kind of wanted to wait for the 13, not going to lie. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'll just wait it out. And then we DM'd before we started the podcast. Like my phone literally took a shit. Like I couldn't text like certain fucking letters. And I was yeah. trying to buy dance Gavin dance tickets last night. That was a problem. Cause like oh, they're selling geez. out earlier or they're selling, selling out everywhere. Am I slurring my yep. words on one beer? I should really calm down. <laughs> um, that happened to me last week, dude. I was trying to buy Mod Sun tickets. My phone—that's when my phone started fucking up. <laughs> like, I still didn't get the tickets. I think it sold out already, too. Oh my god, everything's selling out. And remember yeah. when we had that convo back a couple weeks ago when your phone or your um your videos were getting a little glitchy? And stuff? Yeah, so yeah, that started yeah. happening to me too. So I was on a Google Pixel three um when that started happening and so i just actually transferred my whole life over to apple like in the last month like i was all i was anti-apple my entire life <laughs> and then i don't know, like the last month i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna you know try something new and switch my whole life over because <laughs> i don't say how great <laughs> apple is so because i needed a new computer too so i just went falls deep and you know got the computer the phone and all that um and then like it's been a huge i've been like a grandpa trying to get used to technology like you know <laughs> trying to sign in this shit and trying to figure out like like what like safari means and all that shit you know <laughs> and uh but uh yeah i mean so far it's until until the phone starts shitting on me it was pretty cool but i mean hopefully it's all fixed now no it's uh, dude, as long as um you're able to like feed your content through you know your channels because you source your tiktoks not only through that app but then you put them into uh reels on instagram too have you seen yeah change when you start doing that <laughs> Well, so yeah, funny story about that too is um, when my phone was really crapping out there for a minute, um, I had to record, I could record the, 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 the only thing that was crapping on me was TikTok on that old phone. So I was recording everything on my phone, editing it through InShot, then emailing the video to myself, uploading the video to TikTok from my, from my computer. And then posting that way because that was the only way I could post without it coming out all glitchy. And but wow. then when you did that, like you couldn't like edit the audio too. It was it was really 
uh, fucking garbage way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're trying your best. That's all you could do, you know? Like, yeah, I was just trying fault. to get stuff up there that wasn't, like, clipping because it was, like, you know, getting all pixelated. But, um, yeah, so I started putting stuff up on uh, Reels because, like, once I started making the content outside of the TikTok app, I, you know, I had the, vid- the native video that I could upload without that TikTok watermark finally. So I was like, well, fuck it. It's literally zero extra effort on my part. I'm literally just posting it. And initially it was kind of a pain in the ass because like you go through all the posting, the captions, the hashtags and stuff. It's like, oh, I got to do it all again on another app. And like, once you like do a few times, you kind of get used to it. But initially it was like, ah, this is annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But, but once I started doing that, yeah, like it for the, probably the first six months of doing that, like, nothing like i i get the the reels got like you know uh, a couple hundred views on them or something like that. but i wasn't very consistent on it i was posting whenever i think about it like oh yeah i should post that on reels and then like i started being really diligent on instagram reels about two months ago really and i went four thousand followers on instagram up to like i think i'm at like 14 000 now so right. it definitely definitely helps man reels is like the new like pretty much the only way to get organic reach i feel like on instagram right now yeah and you figured out a way to honestly you know bring more attention to that channel because now they've realized like and it's cool in your bio because it says um i'm cooler on tiktok go follow me on tiktok so yeah. basically <laughs> yeah. kind of also fuels that up at the same time so it's it's just incredibly fucking genius dude on your end um but i remember oh, when thanks, i started man. too like i didn't know there was this collective group of emos alternative kids people in yeah. general that are on tiktok and i talked to zach about this last week it seems like tiktok's trying to rebrand now that <laughs> music is starting to get a little bit more popular than these trends and um dances and such yeah it looks like music's kind of taking over in a bit on this app yeah it's it's hard to tell because like when you're so like when you're on the app you know everything on your feed when you're up, the longer you're on, the more it's curated towards you and what you want to see and what you're into. So sometimes you kind of like start viewing the app in almost like a bubble. Cause like I've done that before too, where like I'm thinking, like, oh man, there's so much emo and pop punk content out there. And I'm like, oh my God, where was this stuff at? Before? It was just because it wasn't being fed to me before. And then I, I look at my wife's phone and she just has the trends and shit. Cause like she's yeah. not into like the, the subculture stuff. So it's like, it's weird. I definitely think the music stuff is becoming more popular on there, but it's weird how like you, like I said, you can almost become in like a little for you page bubble, but you don't even realize like, like dude, like there's big trends on TikTok that I'm I'm on TikTok literally every day, and there's big trends I miss out on. I don't I never see because the right. page it doesn't filter to me. They, 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 TikTok's like no, he doesn't give a shit about the renegade number three or whatever. <laughs> you know, so they don't show it to me. Like. <laughs> but yeah i i definitely think it's it's definitely becoming the way a lot of bands obviously are blowing up and a lot of artists are getting really popular and you know getting discovered so i mean i think there's i mean there's been rumors about tiktok starting their own like distribution type service like a like a spotify apple music type situation you know and there we go. i think that makes sense you know yeah. yeah i feel like it just makes way too much sense and it it's it just came out of honestly i think it was completely unintentional by them because like think about how hard it is for people to discover new music, even if you're yeah. in these circles, even if you are actively going to find it. Right. Without without TikTok, dude, you get 10 second clips. If you don't like the song, it goes away really quickly. Boom, yeah. and you can get new stuff instantly. It's like it just makes way too much sense. It's perfect well, for music. That's where like 
that's where a lot of my challenge comes in where because my entire page it, <laughs> dude you put your beer down and he picked his up at the same time it looked like you guys passed it that was so unintentional me out for a second i was like dude i dude, wish i thought you guys were in different rooms like <laughs> dude, that would be so it's crazy. an illusion bro like this it's just the lighting. I, that's actually a blue wall yeah behind. i can't wait to go back that's fucking amazing that i can't wait to go <laughs> you, back you guys you that. guys should you should plan that out in future interviews. Like, do shit. Like, don't tell the uh, the guests. And like, do. <laughs> 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 um, no, we have to now. That was that was classic. And before, like, nobody could see me for sure. So, like, now, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Now, people yeah, can see me. What I was saying was um about like you know the, the some of the challenges I face with like my entire niche is like exposing new bands and like, recommending music. Like you were saying, like you only got 10, 15 seconds, and sometimes like. Uh, the band's the best part of a band's song doesn't even fit into 15 seconds yeah, you know because like sometimes a hook is like more of like a like think about like any like uh like i'm trying to think of a good example the only thing i can think of right now is death cap or cutie where it's like they don't really have songs where like quick yeah. hooks like with like like a few like words it's usually a long sentence or something like or it's like a drawn out and like so sometimes when like if i'm trying to show a band in a, in a tiktok and really like you know put a spotlight on them I I have a hard time like really showing the people the best part, and I'd be like, no, you know, but you need to go listen to the whole part, like, <laughs> listen to the song like, on, the, on Spotify or something. It's true. Like that that part is a little challenging. But yeah, you want them to listen. However, it's really hard to get their attention. And I talked about this with Zach uh, last week. Um, I I think I think you I think you kind of like mastered the algorithm for TikTok because I kind of like took into what you were doing recently. Um, for example. The, the like everything that you do is like super incredible that it's just it hits so well when you first see it come down on your for you page because it's quick and it's engaging thanks man and yeah you did you did the um it's right here oh new real friends sounds sick by the way um oh, so, so, so good them. i'm so fucking <laughs> stoked for them dude uh, it was the bands that kind of like changed. They genres. they got me taken down from TikTok for a second. Who <laughs> <laughs> did that? <laughs> yeah, well they didn't. Um, I post every Sunday. I do my um, five new songs released this weekend in here, and uh, I use last week. I had the Real Friends video in there, and somebody's smoking in that music video, and the uh, the video had like two, the the TikTok had like twenty thousand views, and then TikTok took it down because they're like, oh, this violates. Community guideline. I mean, dude, it's a music video. Like, they're not even. That's not. It's in the background. Somebody's smoking. Like, it's. I still have the appeal submitted, so we'll see if <laughs> it comes through. They've been pretty but, well with that. I got. I got uh, flagged. I had. I compared a data remembers um, one of their new recent singles, "A Chance to Dance," to Gideon's "Cursed." Dude, it literally mm-hmm. sounds like the same intro, but in a different key. I didn't even notice that. Their album. Yeah, their album artwork is like a kid with a blindfold over his head mm-hmm. that, that was a community guideline i was like yeah album artwork i swear to god oh <laughs> oh i didn't even think saying? about that yeah. yeah and they gave me yeah. they gave me my uh video back within an hour i was like oh, thank god yeah i was waiting to get stressed. that's cool yeah it is cool so basically you did a um bands that changed genres uh throughout the you know time. oh uh, yeah and dude yeah. the clips were so quick and they hit big like 1.2 mm-hmm. million overnight like you wake up have like, yeah. another hundred thousand followers that's pretty i think i think that's what the algorithm kind of feeds for because as these people are engaging on your your content even they don't even know it because they're in the comments like and going mm-hmm. through it they've already watched that video four times probably so yeah it's, that's the big thing because rewatch 
the rewatch factor is huge. That's the, one of the most important signs to TikTok that the video is, you know, doing well. And yeah, I mean, that one, the, the second one I did of that series is like at 12 million views or I might be over that now. Right. With, uh, it was just Panic at the Disco. And like, yeah, you said, like I said, it was super quick and I intentionally made it. Cause like the other thing was, I was trying to like think of ideas of things I could do on TikTok to up my content, maybe the amount of content I'm putting out there. But like, again, I'm a full-time dad. I can't sit around making TikToks all day long. <laughs> so I had to think yeah. of like quicker video ideas. And that's when I came up with that one. And yeah, dude, so many people are commenting on th those videos. Like, oh, you know, TikTok has a three minute upload limit now. Like, oh, you can't play more than 0 0.0 seconds of the song. Like, dude, I can't even count how many comments or people just giving me shit because I didn't make the videos longer. And I just want to, I don't want to put my, I don't want to put my secret sauce out there, but I just want to be like, you right. guys do know this video got 12 million views because it's short. Like if this was a three minute <laughs> video, it would not have 12 million views, man. Yeah. <laughs> I so. gave it a test run. I did bands that are underrated and mm -hmm. uh, I put up Dayseeker, dude, like 25,000 likes, 200, almost 300,000 plays. I'm like, it's the rewatch yeah. time. Yeah. It's the rewatch time. So yeah. it's that's, that's a huge huge factor. To, yeah, people have to take that into consideration when they're um they're trying to promote themselves on TikTok. Like with bands, it's different. Like with us, you and I, because like you're basically the emo influencer of TikTok right now. So it's like the you know, like the next Carson Daly kind of thing. So it's like Yeah. They like have that. to like kinda, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of, dude, it's so yeah. fucking rad. Uh you're just edgier than Carson. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they have to like do the trends and be creative. Like Airs and Action does it. Uh, uh, Magnolia mm -hmm. Park. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, action Adventure. So, and I see a lot of bands that are starting to get into it. And dude, it's it it it's very beneficial to helping yeah. them further their success. Well, dude, that's the thing too. It's like there's so many bands out there not taking advantage of social media in general, but especially especially TikTok and like a lot of bands like. I mean, I think a lot of bands are starting to come around to it more because it is becoming such a culturally relevant mainstream thing. But I mean, there's still so many bands like, ah, that's for kids, you know, and they don't give a shit about it. And it's like, they're missing out on such a gold mine of promotional opportunity. And I, I saw something on Facebook post this the other day. I wish I could, I wish I knew the names, I could shout them out because it's so fucking true. But they were like, all you bands out there complaining that you don't want to be on social media and you don't want to take time to create content. And like you're in the music business or you're in the band because you just want to make music. Like, how about we drop you back in 1984 and you can stand in front of a, a record label building, handing out demos to every person in a tie that walks by and hope that summer gives you a chance. Like, like you have no fucking clue how easy you had. It's, it's so true, though. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. It's so true. Like, I mean, yeah creating uh spending an hour you know piecing together clips and or dancing on tiktok or making a story up on tiktok might sound fucking lame or might sound you know time consuming or something but yeah like i'd rather do that and then go stand in the mall for three oh, hours yeah. passing out demos yeah. like every little kid in a hot topic shirt like hoping yeah. somebody digs it like and hoping Hot Topic will give you a chance to do an acoustic set in their store. Like, oh, what, I did, what did that, dude. Did you really? I did that back I know, in the day. Yeah. You were in a band for how long? You were singing in a band for like how long? Like like a few years? Uh, so I played most music, music most of my life. But yeah, I was in this punk band for about seven years. Um, yeah, we were like, we kind of sounded like, um, we were kind of like more like the uh, offspring kind of punk, like a little bit more of like the, uh, like we were definitely poppy, but we weren't like, we weren't like, um, we weren't like Blink-182, I feel like. I think we were just like more like the, the punkier side of pop punk, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's but, like, uh, yeah. I mean, we actually, we actually 
play with or we actually played with uh, the offspring before yeah yeah kind of green day yeah yeah mm-hmm. we're like we were just like kind of skate punk i guess is the best way to put it yeah. you know but like yeah. we just weren't as it, we always hit, we always had a weird dynamic where like we weren't punky enough for the punk kids and we weren't poppy enough for the pop punk kids. <laughs> so I think that's why we never fucking made it, you know? <laughs> I think you're trying your best, dude. I mean, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm, like, so excited to see, like, especially because, like, a lot of our friends, and I bet you a lot of your friends, obviously, that you've met just through doing promotional stuff for them on TikTok, now that, like, shows are, are going to get back out there, at the beginning of quarantine, the beginning of the pandemic, TikTok was one thing, and it's morphed into this powerhouse, especially for yeah. music we've talked about this is going to be really the first time that bands that are going to go on tour are going to see the payoff of exposing right. themselves to new fans and mm-hmm. it's it really it really realistically hasn't happened yet and it's going to be so yeah. wild to see, especially for you guys to see where it takes you in terms of the opportunities that's going to provide it's going to be insane well that was a big thing for me when you know shows started happening again or being announced again because obviously the part of me was super excited just at the idea of going to shows again but there's this whole another level of like like you said like for the first time in my life as like as a content creator i can go to shows now <laughs> and like and yep. like, that's a whole new level of like amount of content that i'll have to create and new like opportunities to like you know, get in contact with these bands live and actually see them live instead of doing like Skype and Zoom and all that stuff and actually, you know, have those interactions and create content around that. Um, you know, cause I mean, I like, obviously I've been playing music all my life and I've, you know, I've been doing creative stuff in my life, but I, I've never really considered myself like a, a content creator influencer, whatever you want to call it until TikTok started. And I didn't start that until quarantine. Which is what most people got on. So you just thought What's one up? day like you were gonna do TikTok? Like you were like, you know what? I'm just so, gonna give this a shot. I knew that um I saw the rumblings in like late 2019. Um I guess it was probably like November, October of 2019. Like I that's when like I started noticing a lot of like hip hop artists and pop artists like blowing up because of TikTok and it was still this like this like kind of a obscure thing for you know people in our genre and age group and demographic there was like it was kind of like I asked for kids you know and yeah. uh, but I saw artists blowing up on it and like something that I've always taken to heart is like you should never like you should never like disregard something that's blowing up because you like you don't understand it because it's not like in your wheelhouse because like eventually it's going to probably get into your wheelhouse and like I I just saw the opportunity there for like the scene bands, like the Warped Tour crowd like, I, and the alternative music. Like I just, I, I had a feeling that it was eventually going to bleed over to that. And like, I just basically wanted to get on it early. And um, yeah, I got on there and like, yeah, you know, first couple months, like, yeah, it was all weird dancing and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like weird trends and shit like that. And I was like, I was, I, I, I would just watch videos for like a couple months before I even made anything. So I'm like, how do you, how do I like make, stuff for bands on there like i, I couldn't right. figure it out initially you know like and then the, the only thing that i finally just started making videos and then yeah i kind of got into rhythm and figure out what worked and what didn't work like that's that's the biggest thing i could say for anyone that wants to create content just create a fuck ton of it yeah. as much as you can and then you'll eventually figure out what works and what doesn't because in the beginning no one's watching anyway so who cares if it sucks you know that's true yeah that's true yeah, yeah you you figured out your niche very early on i would feel like yeah well and see that's the thing too is like 
I feel like I definitely could have, because I love indie music um, and I love hip hop. And I mean, there's a lot of pop I listen to too. Like I could, I feel like I could have definitely gone that route and gone into like the more of the indie, like bedroom pop kind of stuff and probably have flourished a lot faster maybe, or maybe not. Maybe I would have been like a small fish in a big pond because there's already people doing that. Who knows, you know? Um, But like, I mean, my core is always, my core is core, you know, hardcore, (laughs) metalcore, whatever, post-hardcore, you know? So it's like, I I love, yeah, I love pop punk and, you know, and everything that falls under that Warped Tour scene umbrella. So like, I don't know, I just kind of like stuck with that. Like I I do do a lot of videos with like, I still do like some indie stuff and like, I don't do any hip hop just because like, I really don't think my audience will get on it. Like, I mean, I do some like the alternative hip hop stuff, like, you know, um, Kind of like more of like emo rap shit, I guess, and like anything. Obviously, there's a lot of like the newer punk artists that have a lot of the hip hop influence as well to them. Um, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, it falls under the subculture is is my demo, and that's what kind of why yeah, like you said, I, I started with that and I just kind of <laughs> dug my heels in and hoped it worked. Yeah, but it's working. <laughs> Dude, and, like, that makes sense, too, because, like, you already know what your audience is. So, collectively, why are you going to make content that, if they're not going to engage in it, unfortunately, you wish you would love for them to engage. Like, I get it, but that's just how the algorithm works. It's just not going to go anywhere. It's like, oh, you you take a lot of time and and effort and credibility into making those videos. And it's like, if it doesn't hit, like, it's not the most disappointing thing in the world, but it's like, you just want the audience to to kind of boost it. I don't think the audience realizes yet. I think once the industry, like, as fans, as um, music lovers in itself, like once we find, uh, once we, like, I guess, like once we like wake up and find out that all we have to do, like when we start, like when you're posting stuff or I'm posting stuff or other people who are doing this kind of thing are posting stuff, like especially if it's like underground bands, just engage on purpose to see if yeah. other people will like it. You know what I mean? Because that's what feeds the algorithm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that's a that's a huge thing is like just like building that community of you know your followers and like not just like posting and ghosting and like you know like just like hoping for the best or whatever actually like engaging with people and like yeah building up like a community i think that's because like that's what you know the subculture the scene or whatever you want to call it is all about it's all about community i mean that's why that music is what it is like it's that's why it's not considered as disposable as pop music because there's it's a culture around it you know so like people i feel like in that scene are are way more sensitive to bullshit and sniff out like people (laughs) way quicker so it's like you know you can't like really you can't really just push it up if you don't believe in it like you can post about pop music and hip-hop and probably get away with not actually caring about the music (laughs) maybe i don't know but maybe uh, i feel you can't do that yeah, yeah, with pop punk and metalcore, especially, dude, especially metalcore, man. Like that, that audience is like some of the more metalcore and deathcore kids are some of the most fierce shit. Because like, mm. I love that stuff, but like, if I if I call it a, a band by the wrong genre in that era, in that area, like, <laughs> I get beat up on so bad. Yep, <laughs> I got shit for it for saying metalcore early years, and I was like basically doing like the scene metalcore, like asking Alexandria, like. The final episode yeah. of shit like Chiodos, whatever, yeah. like early two thousands. They're like, "Oh, how cute! This kid thinks that's early metalcore." I'm like, "Guys, come yeah, on, I'm just trying to fucking talk to my crowd. I'm ta- trying to talk to my audience. You know what I mean, dude? Like, that's well, I never post about that, that kind of stuff anymore. You know what I mean? No, dude, I feel you. Like, I I posted a video one time about Bring Me the Horizon, and like I did um 
I know that they used to be a deathcore band in like 2013 or whatever it was, you know. Um, or actually, I think it was probably even before that. But I posted um, uh, the fucking. Oh my god, it's gonna drive me crazy now. The uh, I can't remember well, the name of the they, song. They changed genres. Sleepwalking, sleepwalking. sleepwalking. That, that song. Okay. Um, and I said I called it old. Bring me the horizon. And dude, everybody, shit, that's <laughs> not fucking old. Bring me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, first of all, that song's eight years old. So technically, technically it's old. an old song. Bro, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a decade. It's yeah, like I'm sorry, it's not the oldest song they ever put out, but it's older. <laughs> like, dude, like, and like, I was trying to promote a new band on there, like a new artist, and I was like, if you like this old Bring Me the Horizon stuff, you're gonna love this guy. And dude, it was like the video blew up, and it was just like two thousand comments of people calling me an idiot and telling me that's not old Bring Me the Horizon. And meanwhile, I'm like, that's cool, but can you check out this artist? Because that's the point of this. <laughs> like. like and the art, I feel so bad for the artist too, because like he was like so excited about the video, and he commented, and he's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much for posting about me." And then all the comments are just about <laughs> this not being old me. and he's just like, "All right, well, thanks for checking me out, I guess, guys." Like, <laughs> I'll see myself out. But to be mm-hmm. honest, I've gotten hate on that kind of stuff too, and but it fuels the video yeah because the more they engage yeah, with it, yeah. the more it pushes it but oh like, yeah like i never take that shit personally i don't give a fuck what anyone says like i mean like too. people people are yeah i mean it's you, you gotta have a thick skin to be on the oh, internet yeah. in general <laughs> right like, people are just, just people can be really nasty man for no reason yeah 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 right. I don't, it's like the default like mechanism in and people a lot of times just to be negative and like just to be an asshole like i don't know what it is like like there's like a lot of people that just always like you know believe the worst in everyone until proven otherwise. <laughs> you know, and I guess yeah. that's an unfortunate way to live. <laughs> you know, like, Especially true. when you're anonymous and you can say whatever you want without any repercussion. That's fucked up. That's yeah. that's a big thing, dude. A lot of people like a lot of people are too comfortable with the fact that they you know I don't know where they live. Yeah. And it's like not like I would do anything anyway, but it's like right. I know that person would be saying that shit if they ran to me at the mall or something. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> where do you think like what for I guess really for both your perspectives, because you guys obviously you're kind of the same way. Where do you think um I mean looking back at a year ago I don't think we would have thought we'd be in this position, especially you two being where you're at and kind of like you guys are like the Mount Rushmore of honestly, like uh, <laughs> specifically for the, the musical genres that you guys represent. You're the face yeah. of that for TikTok right now. What like what do you think is the next steps now that we're kind of going into another phase of it? What like what are you guys projected going to be? Do you want to start, George? Yeah, sure. Uh, what it could be is it could be an opportunity for these underground bands to really make a significant staple. Like, building your brand, um, this is the perfect app to honestly, if you're an underground artist, because I'm just looking at like a lot of bands that are taking advantage of it. Um, this can actually mold their career early on. Um, it's like It's like how the industry has evolved over the years. Um, especially with TikTok doing a distribution thing, it sounds like Jesse, like you were saying earlier, um, which is pretty incredible. Hopefully, they pay these artists, as unfortunately, yeah. you know, some other streaming platforms. But it used to be in the '90s when you grind your face into a you know concrete wall and you play shows after show after show and you tour and tour and tour. Then you had to have be popular on social media. 
then you had to have Spotify numbers, which is why I do mostly exclusive stuff on Spotify because it's like I want these underground bands to have numbers to help mm-hmm. promoters, booking agents really get an idea of, oh, like people listen to this music. That's great. Let's give them a chance. <laughs> now it's TikTok. I don't know yeah. how long it's going to last, but I definitely think that this is going to be the present way of promoting yourself and really making like some kind of like foundation with your your brand especially if you're underground it's mostly it's mostly beneficial for the underground than the bands are already accomplished um for sure but like uh, who am i with 70 well i'm like guy fieri like who the fuck is guy fieri like he just talks about (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm a guy with a mustache used to have a beard and i talk about underground bands you know what i mean so that's all the qualifications you need, man. Like, I, you just so, have to yeah. mustache, I look like the Pringle guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> I love it, man. It's dope, dude. I'm glad you grew it out. It looks great. Yeah, I um, shit off my job. But. I know. I saw you rocking the masks in a lot of videos, and I'm like, he's 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 working on something. I bet. Like, he's got something coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he looked like a baby when he shaved his beard for a while. Yeah, baby egg, baby. Egg. I like it. Yeah, that's a good point too. What you brought up is like, I feel like. He, yeah, definitely caters a lot to the underground emerging band as opposed to like the legacy like not even not even legacy bands but like the the, the bigger bands that are it's hard to explain so like so like mayday parade and all-time low and shit will do well on that app and like really smaller like emerging bands will do well on that because they'll create content and will grab people's attention i think it's harder to get those like more middle of the road still super well known but not like globally known bands to to like really take off on there because like unless they're creating great content because like like i said like all time low can just post a music video and people are like oh my god i've been fucking all time low music <laughs> you know? yeah. like and a smaller band might take more time and create something more compelling and uh, more of a uh you know a uh some kind of content that engages people and slip in their music, you know? And then like, I feel like those middle-of-the-road bands who, like I said, are well-known, but not household names, unless they're creating something really great, they can't really just get away with just posting like a music video on there or something like that. I think that's where there's going to be like a... Some of those bands might end up getting swallowed up on there. And I, I can't even think of a great example right now. Probably could, but then I'd be shitting <laughs> on somebody inadvertently. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, as, we're, as far as like where I see it going too, like I think it's like, unfortunately, it's like every other social media app, you know, eventually the organic reach is going to die. Uh, it's going to pass away and go to bed, you know, <laughs> and they're yeah, going to be dead and buried. And, uh, you know, it's all going to be advertising. Every third video you see is going to be an ad, unfortunately. And we'll be on to the next, you know. But, like, let's just hope that, you know, people like you and I will build up our following enough that, like, we can transfer it over to the next, like, the Chuckle Fucker app or whatever the fuck the next thing is going to be that, you know, people are on. Like, like, I mean, that's why I know you got, obviously, the podcast going. And, like, I'm trying to – I've got my podcast you know, going, I've got a newsletter going as well. Like I'm always trying to create more avenues for getting my content to people directly so that when one platform dies out, we can just hop back over to this one, you know, which yeah. is, which is kind of cool to see Instagram. Like I said before, how the reels are taking off and like my followings grow. Dude, I've been on Instagram, man, I don't know, seven years or something like that at this point. And like just in the last like couple months, all of a sudden I have like a bunch of followers coming in and like, you know, I'm getting views and shit. It's like, it's cool to see an app like that kind of be revitalized and stuff. So it's like, 
maybe maybe I'll move back over to focus more on Instagram. Who knows? <laughs> you know, right? Like who knows? Yeah, you yeah, don't know. We'll see. Like, I mean, crazy. right now I'm gonna ride this wave as much as possible, as I know, like you are too. Like we're just gonna yeah. try for the best and hope it doesn't <laughs> go away anytime soon. Because <laughs> it's fun too. At this, at the end of the day, like it's so great to be able to put out content about music you're super passionate about and find millions of other people in that same boat and to fuck with it and then also boost up your fucking your your uh, clout or whatever on that topic like it's just it's all nice <laughs> it's all cool do you like have any uh you have any idea what you're gonna like do in terms of what you're gonna do obviously we we're talking about like live shows coming back and stuff obviously do you have any plans on like extending your reach in terms of content in the live setting too yeah yeah so i've actually been thinking a lot about that like how i want to go about it um because like i definitely want to start developing some kind of like super well-rounded promotional thing for a concert like because i do have the podcast and the newsletter and stuff like that i kind of want to like like if there's a, a big festival or something like that i would love to be like you know, like there's lots of like festivals where like they have a person on scene interviewing the bands and stuff like that. It's like you know, like here's Joey Mack on the scene talking to <laughs> Pierce Avail or yeah. something, like whatever. You know, right. like I don't know, like I don't want to be like the next Brian Stars or anything like that. But like you know, something along those lines would be cool. Um, and to be like the like the guy for like you know aftershock festival or something like that. Like that'd be fucking dope. <laughs> but yeah. um. Yeah, as far as like, I I don't know exactly. I mean, I have some ideas. I don't really want to no, give it, give it away. Sort of surprise. I do have some ideas of like things I definitely want to do before the shows and after shows and to build up to them and stuff. But yeah, it's it's going to be again. It's going to be all new. You know, starting from scratch essentially with that because we haven't done shows yet. So and there's no there's no archetype really. I mean, there's no, no. other like a lot of times I'm like on TikTok and stuff. If you're looking for to create a, a type of content. You can kind of like look at what other influencers are doing for inspiration. Like, okay, that video worked for them. I could do that in this style, you know. But as far as like live show coverage, there's really there's nothing out there. I, I, as far as I know, like unless you unless you can go find creators who were on the app in 2019 posting yeah. shit. But I mean, that content's probably not going to work in 2021 anyway. No, so. it's <laughs> it a completely, completely different playing field back then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Courtney yeah. from Spirit Box tweeted. Um, she's like, is it ever going to get to a point where like, we're just going to interview bands? Like it's like a fucking sports interview after they're done playing a show. Like, uh, do you feel like <laughs> yeah. that was one of your better performances than the, when you were in Ohio yesterday on tour? Like, <laughs> how do you feel? Was your tuning more in uh key this time around? I mean, it seemed like a little lanky. Like, it was so funny how she kind of like brought that. That's such a, yeah. Was, like imagine like we had our music industry, like kind of being talked about, like we have fucking music panels yeah. and Oh yeah, dude. It like, should be. Yeah. She's great, man. She's gonna be a star for sure. I mean, she's already pretty well known, but I think she's gonna be like the the face in like 2021 as far as yeah. like like that, that that heavier genre of music. Um, but like she, it's weird. Like Spirit Box, I thought they were just like a, a straight up like metal band, like a really hardcore band or whatever. Not hardcore, but like just like a heavy band because of like holy roller you know and then yeah. like all this stuff that they've been dropping since has been very melodic and like a lot of singing and like catchy shit you know like i, I read an interview with her where she was like i don't know how people are going to react to our full album because like we've been all these like singles and like i think they expect to hear something and they're not going to really they're going to be like kind of thrown off when they hear like the, <laughs> the whole package but i think that's kind of cool because like, like i said i was 
into her I, I was into their music a little bit when they were when they released Holy Roller and I was like that's good that's good jam. I get it you know but then when they started driving like Circle with me and um that special that last one what was that fucking uh the last Garden, one jobs were really fucking good I think it was Garden State. yeah 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 Garden yeah. State or Garden yeah. Secret Secret Garden Secret Garden yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Garden yeah, State yeah. would be such a, that would be such a disappointing song if it was called Garden State oh for sure yeah. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, she's like a, a, a person of interest. Like she's like, she's like a, not like a celebrity, but like, I'm trying to get a good word for her. Like she's like, she is, she's, you know. She's compelling. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like she, she draws you in too. Oops, sorry. Yeah. And oh, like, boy. that's what, what we were talking about. Like, well, like, where's it going to go as far as like the, the bands and stuff? I feel like there's going to be more of an emphasis on that kind of stuff going forward. Like, like your band is going to be more about like the individual personalities. Like you need to have a personality in the band, at least one, at least somebody has to you know, have something. Right. Cause like, like I, I talked about this on another podcast where it's like, like you, you want to follow people on social media because you want those personal stories. You want the personality. Like if you, if you follow like a band on social media, you're probably just getting like some studio stuff or like maybe some like, Hey, check out our albums on iTunes now. Or like, Hey, we drop, drop some merch, go check out the store. You know, you're not getting like, Oh dude, I just fucking woke up at 4am and found my dog shit all their floor like what does anyone know how to clean this up you know <laughs> like weird stuff like that <laughs> that's so crazy and do and for for going back to like the tiktok stuff and everything because like this is definitely revolutionary for this industry um it's crazy how much opportunities that have brought been brought to you especially with the podcast it's exclusively on spotify distorted 10 and it's incredible and you know shane told us your first guest uh, for a curator and shit. Yeah. Um, dude, it's super rad. But the thing is, like, did you already initially have a podcast envisioned and, like, did Spotify reach out to you? Because <laughs> it is exclusive. So it seems like you partnered with Spotify. So, no, it's actually not a partnership with them technically. Um, it's just I do it through uh, their anchor um, platform, which is, like, exclusively hosted through Spotify because, like, that's why I'm able to use the music on there as well and everything. Uh, um yeah so it's like I basically if you go through, it's pretty fucking cool dude like yeah yeah if you go check out anchor fm i should be getting paid for this shout out but <laughs> you, <go check> out <laughs> you should be sponsored at this point dude like, yeah yeah well it's funny because like that, that that's another thing too about anchor is like they really do help you find sponsors and stuff and they, they can help you out with like um you know monetizing your podcast and there's just a, a lot my podcast is tough because i play music on it and there's so many gray areas with payola and all that bullshit and like buying streams and stuff and like advertising that it makes it really hard to monetize something like that. So like I kind of fucked myself in that <laughs> realm as far uh, as if I want to like really make money off it. Yeah. But uh, the most important part about the podcast is just, you know, getting the music out there really and, and promoting the overall brand. So like I, I'm not like if you, if you listen to my podcast, you'll notice like there's no like sponsor sponsorships there's no like ads or anything like that um not saying there never will be of course but i mean at the moment it's just it's all about you know music and i mean it's because it's more of like it's really more of a radio show i guess than than a podcast like it's i always tell people is it i always tell like, people it's like a playlist with commentary essentially yeah. you know it's just is that, that's kind of what like lars ulrich does on his where oh, he has, yeah, like, yeah. The art, where, yeah he has like the artists come on and they'll talk usually it's like with an album release like i know specifically yeah. like the two that stick out with Maynard James Keenan and Dave Grohl when they were releasing albums, and yeah. they would essentially just those guys. <laughs> that, I don't know I don't, why that like sticks out. Rock, to, dude. Yeah, yeah, right. 
but they they will they'll talk about like the writing process and the studio process and other bullshit but like yeah. it meshed into the conversation they'll play like an excerpt of the track from the new album and they'll talk about it yeah um, yeah yeah that's that's and that's where like because like i i super am impressed by you guys doing this as, as religiously as you do because like i know how time consuming this shit can be and like that's like why i didn't want to go the route of interviewing people just because like i knew like i could never carve out like dude just, like i said like we talked about before like to get me on this podcast was a fucking challenge you know <laughs> so to like try to carve out like an hour or two every week to talk to people like i just don't i knew it wasn't gonna be in my wheelhouse at the moment so that's why i kind of went the route of like having the, the artist record stuff themselves send it to me we'll, we'll splice it in we'll make it you know like you're you're hosting the show with me essentially yeah yeah um but yeah like yeah more power to you guys keeping this going man that's, oh, that's super impressive <laughs> i we really appreciate it i mean like i we've we've had a couple emails where uh, for months at a time we have to schedule in advance and then it usually comes down the last minute like like Zach, yeah. i think billy and tomo like he booked them himself and it took what was like a two-month process i think something like that uh for billy like, sheen i i was I, we were hitting each other up since september and we didn't get him on until february so and that was kind of and, and that was within like he gave me it like he gave me a day and like he's super busy like i totally get it don't hold it against him yeah, at all no, and plus, no. he, plus he was super awesome to talk to me as a hero of mine but like having him in there, he he was very quick with his emails because he he's kind of like that older generation, obviously, and kind of what you were talking about and like engaging with your fans. For somebody like him, he engages with everybody, and we talked about that yeah. with him. Like he's not on TikTok; he doesn't have to be on TikTok. He's Billy Friggin' Sheen; he doesn't have to do shit. Yeah, yeah. But, but dude, he goes out of his way to interact with all his fans, and the way he had that as his perspective was really cool. He said that it's like him being at a bar gig and him getting off the stage and sharing a beer with his fans after the show. Like that's yeah. such a good way of looking at it. But those guys like him and Tomo, as big as they are to sacrifice time to come on something that's not proven at all for us, dude, like that meant the world. And that's kind of like the most refreshing thing is that people are willing to take chances on the little guys still. Those guys don't mm-hmm. have to do any of that shit. Correct. And man, two of the best experiences ever, man. They were so cool that's yeah i mean like i'm sure you guys have noticed this but as far as like reaching out to guests and stuff it's pretty crazy how receptive like some of the people that you think would be unattainable will be to like just talk to you about their music like there's a lot of times where it's like where somebody's like oh i I love it like dude i had kellen quinn reach out to me to be on my podcast (laughs) you know i'm like like, that's crazy (laughs) that's awesome he's like yeah he just DM'd me and said, yo, let me get on that podcast. I'm like, fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Let's go. You got Kellen Quinn on? You got Chad on? Because at the end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, they're just, they're people, man. They're, they're, yeah, they just, they just want to like talk about their music and they just want to, you know, obviously they, they all have stuff they need to promote. And, you know, if you're, you're a good person and you're, you know, showing you know the music to a whole new audience for them and you're not like charging them for like why what, what do they have to lose really other than their time so yo how hard does uh we were sharks fuck how hard do they fuck because they're incredible what's up how hard <laughs> how hard does we were sharks fuck because i think they fuck so hard oh yeah that they should be literally <laughs> mainstream by now that that was my first tour was with we were sharks when i saw randy was on the fucking podcast i was like my worlds are colliding, yeah. dude. Like, this is so <laughs> yeah. weird. Like, love them. 
Yeah, we were sharks fucks. They fuck hard. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck so hard, dude. Will's always horny. The drummer, he's always horny. Will, if you're listening, dude, I'm sure you're still <laughs> something. So relax. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy because, like, but on <laughs> retrospect, the opportunity for TikTok, um, or the the opportunities that have come from TikTok, is just gonna keep fueling not only you but others who really engage on this app that kind of create that niche. Um, because this, you know, the things evolve, the industry evolves, and we tend to adapt in something and like you said until it gets put to rest and dies and something else new mm-hmm. comes on um what do you think the biggest advice would be for these underground bands from your perspective because i'm sure you take into consideration with submissions also f- before we get into yeah, that, yeah. how do people get a hold of you for submission for to for fucking every way possible man like <laughs> dm i've literally I've literally had bands Pitch call carrier. me at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Hey man, did you get my track? I sent you my submission. Like wow. leave me voicemails and shit. Dude, dog, I'm sleeping. I, <laughs> I feel bad. Cause like I, I used to always be the type of person that's like, no, you answer every email you get, every DM you get. Like, you know, like there's no reason. No one's too busy to answer shit. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know people are. Yeah. I get it now. Like, dude, I literally get, like, <laughs> yeah, I get hundreds of submissions. So I have like, I have a, a form or Google form set up and um, that's where I direct everyone to, to try to filter stuff. Um, but I still get hundreds of DMS, emails, text messages, t- tagged in shit. They're like, hey, they're, I'll get tagged in a photo. Like, yo, can you check this out for me real quick? Check out this or check, check out this video and tell me what you think. <laughs> like, like dude, like just hundreds a week. And like, I'm not trying to say that to be like, oh, I'm so fucking cool. Like, but it's it's real, dude. That, like it's that's real. It's like it's not even it's not it's not cool. It's kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm super like like I'm super grateful that people want like think my opinion matters. They want me to hear their music, but like, dude, it gets so overwhelming. And like people get shitty if you don't respond in a timely oh. fashion. And like and I get it too. Like if someone sends me two or three messages. And I say I'll check it out, and then I and then they're like, "Oh, did you check it out?" I'm like, "Ah, um, <laughs> I did not check it." You know, it's like, "I'll get back to you next week." Yeah, yeah, I feel bad, but it's like, dude, like, I, I, I wish, I really wish I could just sit around all day listening to submissions. I wish like that was my my whole. I wish I got paid to listen to submissions because then I would I would fucking do it. But like, unfortunately, right. that's not how it works. And like, I can't sit there for eight hours a day listening to underground band it'd be cool i'd be down with it if i could but I right can't. seriously because we start getting these so, close submissions too and like we're not at that level of exhaustion but eventually it's gonna get like that you know what i mean like and there's two of us so that's not yeah. fair but um well i had i had some playlists back in the day and i get submissions for them and like it was starting to get like a little overwhelming the amount of like submissions i was getting and then yeah once i started on tiktok dude it just got like yeah plus unreal man like like you know like like on, when you go to a uh, instagram it has like the dm thing it like stops counting the dms at that 99 plus like, dude, it's, it's always fucking like without a doubt it says nine <laughs> and like again not trying to sound cool but it's always i i could just like, i scroll through and i say hey i i see the first sentence of every message you know and it all starts off like yo love the playlist hey would you check out hey yeah, <laughs> it's like i'm just scrolling through like making sure i'm not missing any like messages from somebody that actually wants to talk to me <laughs> you know because yeah, like because then i want to make sure can oh dude it's it's 
again, I feel like it's such an asshole saying because it, it sounds like I'm trying to be like, um, everyone wants to talk to me, but, but it's just, yeah, it's it's overwhelming, man. Like the because I got bands want to get noticed any way possible, and I I get it, man. Like because a lot of bands reach out to me, they don't even give a fuck about the playlist or who I am or my TikTok. Like they just like they they that. saw that there was this yeah they saw a playlist with fifteen thousand followers on it. They Googled the name, found me, and sent me a message. Like they didn't listen to it, you know. And I get that too, you know. There's, mm-hmm. but then there's a fuck ton of bands that are legitimately are like, oh my god, I love you know your TikToks. They brighten my day or whatever it is, you know. And yeah, but it's like it, it's hard to even prioritize like who to answer at that point because like once you like I, like you said, once you get so many, it gets kind of <laughs> yeah, hard, seriously hard so to what differentiate. Would, what would be your best advice for bands that not only want to get your attention to grab your attention? But that could also take advantage of it within this platform of TikTok because right now it's hot. Like, what would you think your biggest advice yeah. for these bands? So, I mean, if you're reaching out to somebody to get your music heard, like, you have to be concise. Like, you have to be, like, you have to give them enough information, but you can't overload them at the same time. And it can be a, a weird balance to strike. But, like, you got to be direct, first of all. Like, when someone says, yo, can you check out my song? It's like, cool. What do you want me to do with that? Like, I checked it out. Sounds good. Like, <laughs> right. what, 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 what's the next step here? Like, you know, it's like, you gotta be direct. You gotta hit somebody up like, Hey, I love your playlist. I have this track. It's called the Bumple fuckers from East town. And it sounds like neck deep and knuckle puck. I think it'd be a great fit for your, your Easy. playlist. Can you check it out and add it? That's two or three sentences right there. It might even fit in a little preview window. So I know what I'm getting before you know, opening. Yeah. Right. Like, um and for the love of god include if you're pitching for a playlist include the spotify link to your track man <laughs> i cannot tell you how many times somebody pitches to my playlist and they'll send me a soundcloud link or a youtube uh, link i'm like that's cool i can't add that to a playlist though so if you have a, yep. it's a song on spotify like or they'll send me like the, the, the like yo can you check out my band and they'll send me just their artist profile on on spotify it's like okay like you want me to just listen to all your songs like which song you want me to hear because like it's the same same when you're submitting a demo to a record label back in the day like you didn't send them like your whole album you sent them like three songs like these are our three best songs you know it's, it's kind of like that situation you kind of have to like prioritize because people again are busy you have to like be super concise super direct and include the right fucking links <laughs> in your messages <laughs> and I think that's like the best way to go about it. And like, also if, if somebody makes it like abundantly clear, this is how they prefer to be pitched. Like in this, in, in a certain, like, like I, I only want email pitches. Don't, don't like follow up on like Facebook messenger. I'm like, yo, did you, did you get my pitch? Like, no motherfucker. Like hit me up on email, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, like whatever that the person's like thing is, you know? Right. No, that's good though. Because honestly, like, and they have to understand too, that like, be patient because everybody has their own busy lives and it's just and it's 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 already enough to understand that people can just get busy and then on the side factor of it too like you're gonna get a lot of no's in this industry i've gotten yeah. no's for all over the years i'm sure you've gotten plenty of no's all over the years and like you just gotta keep pushing <laughs> like if i don't put you on my on a playlist that i curate or a playlist that you curate that you don't put them on a playlist that you curate like it's okay like maybe it's not yeah. you know just try to do your best and think like what would be what could i do better to get their attention next time that's all like especially yeah. when you come around the first time so 
Yeah, and like I don't I don't want to come across like a crotchety like fucking corporate bean counter or something like that. Like yeah. like I I get it, man. I get the plight of a you know a struggling musician because I was a struggling musician for a lot of years. Like I understand it, man. Like yeah. you know you know it too. Like it's yeah. it's like we get the hustle. Like but it's like I also was never an asshole with my hustle. You know <laughs> I yeah. tried. I mean maybe I yeah. maybe I was. I probably was an asshole, but I tried not to be. You know, or at least I I tried to learn from it. You know, so I was like I feel like there's so much information out there online as, as how to you know promote yourself that like when people do go the lazy route literally send me they don't even say anything when they send me like a soundcloud link with no text or message with this like okay cool like what what do you want me to do with it <laughs> yeah like, like that's it's like come on man try just try a little bit like <laughs> there's nothing you can do with it yeah they have to understand yeah. that too um but in all retrospect, we're going to wrap this up in a little bit. Dude, you should – I do you drink, like, craft beer in a sense? Because we do a segment where we drink beer. So if you're interested, like, when you I have love, a day yeah. off, you can, like, relax, kind of get a little buzz. Like, we'll have – Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, if you want to. I love to, it, dude. Yeah. Just letting you know. I would love to, yeah. I used to uh, I used to work at a craft brewery. Um, oh, yeah, I, I fucking love craft beer. Yeah. I, I don't drink it as much uh, since I, like, have so much shit to do. I can't really, like – Cause you know you drink a few of those, like <laughs> you're not really functional the next day. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like you're out for the my, Yeah, my hangovers are like are a fucking multi-day ordeal now. It used to be like I get, like, get the next morning. Yeah, dude, I used to get up and be like, all right, let's go. Like now, I'm like I'm gonna need a minute. Like <laughs> but, a minute, I'm gonna need two days. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But oh, no, I'm down, dude. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to, you and I will have to collab, and Zach will have to all have to collaborate on like which artists we want to bring on and just like and yeah, just, like, just drink. Beer yeah, that'll beer, be just, like, that'll up. be pretty cool. That'll be a, that'll be a pretty cool dynamic. A little bit different. Yeah, dude, <laughs> such an honor to have you on. It's crazy how fucking you know. uh how much success has been coming your way with all the content you've been putting out there. It's super incredible, dude. Um, and Thanks, I really man. appreciate you ha- coming on and taking the time because that means a lot to me. It means a lot to Zach, I'm sure. And like, dude, like this is, this was super exciting. I wanted to talk to you. I, it's, it's nice, nice to finally meet someone who we can like really yeah. bump heads and understand the same industry together. Cause usually when we have guests on, like they're a successful artists, dude, like, I know the ins and outs. I just want to get to know them more personally. We have like a little bit more in common yeah. than most of those guests. So it's super cool to have you on, but it's a privilege and yeah. it's really cool to have you on, dude. Yeah. Appreciate you having me on again. Like I never able to work this out. Sorry, there's so much back and forth, man, but I'm I'm super glad I was able to come on. All right. So I stopped the podcast a little early, but we want to kinda of go back and talk about this. So anyways, um dude, fucking <laughs> I when I joined TikTok, I joined a little late. You know what I'm saying? But I do remember seeing this like group of collective people together, and you were in that collective group. Like, what was that? What happened? Because I know there's mosh talk that's happening right now, and that's kind of yeah, cool. like four collective individuals doing that. Weren't you a part of one of those kind of groups? And like, what happened to it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, when I first got on, like we had talked about before, like you know, there wasn't a lot of like the scene subculture creators on there, and um, I found a couple people in that wheelhouse like uh dakota his he goes by trash mouth on there um there was this dude uh he went under pool stick guitar 
and he did a lot of like emo pop punk songs and he just like played them with the pool stick and stuff and uh there was a yeah was, he dude he has some funny stuff yes he, he made some really great content and then he just he got burned out and quit tiktok <laughs> yeah um he got burned out because of because of this story that i'm about to tell you <laughs> but um yeah so like we uh I, I I got together with a couple of dudes and um and then some some gals and stuff and we we ended up putting together um, punk talkers which was like a, basically like the like a hype house but for pop punk and emo music essentially you know and it was like it was like one account that we all posted we made videos specifically for those uh, for that account so like we weren't like resharing old videos or anything we were making new content for this for this and um uh yeah it, it got it built up pretty pretty fast like we had like eight members and like almost two hundred thousand followers and like just a few months and it was pretty it was pretty awesome man like we were getting like a lot of record labels hitting us up like wanting to do like like um like some promotional campaigns with us and stuff and we were like looking at like you know summer 2021 like what we were gonna do as far as like we we're getting on like, some tours like doing some sponsored deals and stuff maybe like being like you know the the my my digital escape. I don't know if you remember that that YouTube uh, thing yeah, back in the day with like Brian Stars. Yeah. We were basically gonna be like a, a less toxic version of that. That would be <laughs> you know like, <laughs> and stuff. Um, and all of it. Yeah, and maybe. like yeah, it was it was going well. And then uh, I mean I don't want to like, throw anyone under the bus, but there was one member who uh, he's he basically thought it was his group. I don't know like where yeah. he kind of kind of where that came from, but like, he became like. He started like making a lot of like it wasn't like we were having conversations anymore in, in the group chat. It was more like directions from this person, <laughs> like telling us like what we were gonna be doing and how we were gonna do things from now on and everything. Really trying to spear steerhead everything. And which was fine because like I was so busy with the stuff I had going on. Like I definitely I think any kind of group kind of does need one person to kind of like kind of direct things because like it makes it easier instead of everyone kind of like running around their heads cut off like having one person kind of direct things but this person was never like voted into that <laughs> i was gonna say it started to be a democracy yeah. where you kind of like vote the yeah. captain of the team like come on yes like. so under some circumstances i think it's good but it this situation was not um so yeah that person started doing some unquestionable things and then uh then they actually ended up kicking a member out without consulting anyone else just completely deleted them out of the group chat deleted took change the login information like basically just kicked them out of the group completely what? um we didn't even know until the person reached out to us like hey i can't log into anything what's going on and we reached out in the group chat like why is she not in here and the person's like i, I kicked them out they're they're not you know yeah basically they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing they're, like she's not creating enough content for the they group fired and all stuff. them that's what they did <laughs> yeah they, they fired a free watch? Who gets the right to fire exactly people? exactly are you paying her bill so, come on dude. yeah it was it was unreal we were all like ah, that's that's pretty fucked up man like that i don't i don't think that that's not cool you know and like we were kind of like having a conversation about it like like because like, we is weird we like understood parts of where he was coming from on this on this situation but like you still you can't just do that <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can't just like kick people out willy-nilly and um during this whole conversation of trying to like see how we can reconcile and move forward that person got really upset with how we reacted to him doing this so he kicked us all <laughs> like close to like he could changed all the passwords and everything like that and then he went live on tiktok and started talking all this shit about us and like and yeah 
What a fucking asshole, um, dude. So, and that's when, when he did that, that's when the other members got really, like, pissed about it. And they started sharing receipts, like, showing screenshots and stuff. Like, like no, this dude's crazy. Like, he kicked oh, us all out of the shit. Group. And so TikTok, like, rallied against him. And, like, everyone, like, I, I guess this dude was, like, getting, like, death threats and stuff, which I don't think that's uh, cool. I think that was no, taking too far. Cool. But like, cause, like, it's just, people it's just TikTok. But, yeah, but it, like, it dude it exploded like i had people like people i'd never even talked to really hitting me up like yo what's going on with <laughs> what the- <laughs> like, yeah um and I, I don't know if he's still on i don't know if he's still on the app or not or making content because he blocked me during all this when it all went down um yeah i i honestly like when it all started like imploding, I was kind of like, okay, like I'm, I'm done. Like I, I didn't even want to like react to it. Like I didn't like everyone else like made videos about it and stuff. And I was just yeah, like, of I'm just gonna pretend it didn't happen, like and move on, because like it's, it's just really. I don't like to breed more negativity, you know. I don't think it's, and I don't, I don't fault anyone for having the reactions and making the videos. It's just like it just wasn't something that I wanted to yeah. get into. Um, yeah. So then the remaining members. They formed Mosh Talkers, and yeah, they found a couple of new people as well. Right. And they put a whole group together, and they asked me, you know, of course, like if I wanted to be in it. And I was just like, ah, I, I, I love the idea of it. I fully, one hundred percent support you guys. But I, it, I, that was just when I was starting my podcast, so I was like, uh, I really want to focus on this right now. Yeah, yeah. like I, I really want to focus on the podcast. Like I love the collab group idea, but like creating content for another, a whole another platform. It was just like I didn't have it in me. <laughs> yeah, but that, we're all that, super, that, super tight. It's cool. That is cool. That that yeah. kind of content's very hard for me because it is very creative. Um, I yeah. I just like showcasing bands. That's all I want to do, dude. I yeah, just showcase bands. That's the thing. I, I'm not very good at that stuff either. Like like the the other creators in that are fucking creating like like funny like you know trendy trendy style content yeah. that still incorporates you know the scene culture and like that's just like like i mean i don't know i i like to have fun and drive around do fun stuff but like i that's just not the kind of content i'm good at creating i feel like i don't know like you said i say i like to just expose bands and you know share music so yeah oh uh alex ryan said it recently on his tiktok from first and forever we need more fucking drama and beef in the yeah. industry. That way, like, you know, things can get like a little spicy again. So you and I should probably start beef to, you know. <laughs> yeah, we should start beefing for sure. Yeah. Do yeah. it. We should, for we no should like make some, make some takedown videos and like I'll block you. Then you'll block me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll <laughs> screenshot you blocking me. And then yeah. you'll screenshot. No, he blocked yeah. me first. And, uh, yeah. uh, he, he, uh, his mustache is fucking ugly, dude. Like, don't even listen to this guy. Like, he has no idea what he's love, talking about. Love it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I see no reason not to not to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with all the engagement you said it brought on, you never know. Yeah. Dude, it was weird. Like, like that was, like, that page, like, because, like, then the dude ended up deleting the whole Punk Talkers page um, where that all happened, which sucks because, like, there's a lot of, like, content that the other members made that they've lost forever because of that so, um, so that part really sucks but yeah for those like for that weekend before it was taken away before it was like taken down and all like the, the drama was happening like dude that page was on fire <laughs> like it was like it racked up like another i think like 
50,000 followers every night for like a, a couple nights and like it was like wow. so many comments because people want to know what the fuck was going on like people were like right. what's happening on this like, who's in the group like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're yeah. definitely starting beef also on a real note yeah. you're in this community and you want to like be involved and have a platform here's some advice don't be a fucking dick yeah yeah <laughs> i mean there's like that old uh saying or adage or whatever you want to call it it's like if you're in a room with a bunch of people and you think everyone's an asshole, you might be the asshole, asshole. you know? Like, you mother-